Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Morning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawontwait.com. Sure, it's winter, but you're prepared. You've got your winter parka. You've got your winter boots. And you've got your winter weather station, WTOP. With traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. WTOP FM Washington. WWWTFM Manassas. WTLP FM Braddock Heights Frederick. 658. Traffic and weather on the 8th, and we've got Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Virginia, I-66, westbound, slow traffic between the Beltway and Nutley Street. VDOT reporting two crashes, the first reported on the right, allegedly. The more impactful crash closer to Nutley Street, and that one initially blocking two left lanes. On 66 West, eastbound traffic is slow coming out of Falls Church. VDOT is pushed the disabled car onward and is in the process of reopening the right lane of three between Washington Boulevard and Fairfax Drive. That is eastbound on 66. Inbound delays in the Roosevelt Bridge of East Back. Inbound traffic still a bit heavy on the 14th Street Bridge coming into D.C. by way of 395. Southbound traffic on 395 is cleared out. 95 South remaining a bit heavy near the Occoquan. Beltway traffic still slow on the Outer Loop local and through near the Wilson Bridge. Interloop traffic sluggish from Georgetown Pike across the Legion Bridge and a few slowdowns in Montgomery County farther around on the Interloop through Silver Spring. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. The forecast with 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. As he moved through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight, mainly clear skies with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the mid-20s to lower 30s. Plenty of sunshine on your Wednesday, near 50 degrees. Clouds increase Thursday, chance for a few showers, mid-50s to around 60. Wet weather returns Thursday night. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Clear skies for the most part. We check in at 43 in the nation's capital. It's 659. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Nick Ainelli. Coming up... No bond for two teens charged with murder and the shooting death of a toddler. I'm Scott Gelman. There is new powerful opposition to moving the Caps and Wizards to Alexandria. I'm Dick Iuliano. What a Supreme Court move means for the future of the revamped admissions process at an area elite high school. I'm Mike Marilla. What budget decisions in Richmond have to do with your experience on Metro? I'm Kate Ryan. They've just launched a new satellite into space. Its job is to take down space junk. We'll talk about it with ABC News at 7.15. On Wall Street, the Dow loses 64. The Nasdaq down 145. The S&P up 30. The Caps are at home tonight with New Jersey. Correction, S&P down 30 at 7 o'clock. Charges in the deadly Kansas City Chiefs rally shooting. Both adults are charged with murder. California flooding concerns. We're very worried down here on the peninsula. U.S. action against Russia coming. We will be announcing a major sanctions package. 
This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Almost one week ago, as the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally ended, shots rang out, one person died, more than 20 others were wounded, and Missouri prosecutors say that two adults, Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays, are charged with second-degree murder and other charges. Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters-Baker. The evidence tells us that it was Mr. Miller's firearm struck Lisa Lopez Galvin. In many parts of Southern California, flood watches and advisories are in place after back-to-back storms. CBS News Los Angeles reporter Kara Finstrom is in the Ventura area. Crews with Rescue Engine 23, they responded to the Oakview Post Office where the parking lot flooded. They brought in big pumps, drafted that waterway. Fortunately, the mail was safe. The water never got inside. Uh, and that post office happened to be closed for the holiday. But a number of Ventura County streets overwhelmed by all of this. 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham of Livingston, Texas, about 70 miles northeast of Houston, did not come home after school last Thursday. Turns out she never got on the bus for school that morning. Polk County Sheriff Byron Lyons saying Audrey's today... body was located at the Trinity River on the U.S. Highway 59. An arrest warrant is being prepared for a man who lived on the Cunningham family's property and who is already in jail after an unrelated assault charge. President Biden says his administration is preparing a response to Russia over the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny in an Arctic penal colony. I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. The U.S. has vetoed a U.N. Security Council resolution that called for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Proceeding with a vote today was wishful and irresponsible. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, saying the demand for an immediate ceasefire would not work. We have made incredibly clear that the resolution before the Council would not achieve the goal of a sustainable peace and may in fact run counter to it. Instead, the ambassador offered an alternative resolution, one she said would achieve the desired goals and would not harm the ongoing and delicate negotiations aimed at releasing the hostages held by Hamas. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Stocks fall on Wall Street. The Dow closed down 64 points. The Nasdaq plunged 145 points. Now this. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 703 here on WTOP, Tuesday evening, February 20th, 2024. At the wharf in D.C., we're at 44 degrees tonight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Two teenagers recently arrested in connection with the murder of a toddler earlier this month made their first court appearances today in Prince George's County. WTOP Scott Gelman has this report from the courthouse. The two teens are being held without bond, and their lawyers' requests to have them transferred to a juvenile facility were denied. They're being charged with first and second degree murder as adults, and their exact roles in the shooting death of a toddler in Langley Park are unclear. At the time that we present this case to a grand jury, there will likely be more information that we can provide at that time. State's attorney Aisha Braveboy says it's possible that gang activity is connected to this case. A two-year-old boy and his mom were walking near an apartment complex, and Brave Boy says they were hit while at least two groups were shooting at each other earlier this month. There have now been four people arrested in this case. I believe this is still an open and ongoing investigation, and there may be additional arrests in this case. In Upper Marlboro, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Virginia labor unions are the latest to stand in the way of
of moving the Wizards and Capitals to a new sports arena in Northern Virginia. They've just announced they're against efforts to move those teams. WTOP's Dick Giuliano with the story. The AFL-CIO and its member unions say they're opposed to building the sports entertainment complex because without labor agreements, the project would create low-wage jobs. Senate Republican Bryce Reeves, who supports the sports arena project, says he's not worried about the latest opposition. I'm not surprised by that. That's just what I think is probably just kind of a marker in the sand saying, hey, you know, don't leave us out. When you start talking about these things, we want to sit at the table. Reeves, a member of the Senate Finance Committee, says he expects the bill moving the project forward will get a hearing in the committee chaired by Senator Louise Lucas, who opposes and has ridiculed the sports arena project. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Virginia Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin has reacted to the news by saying labor leaders have backtracked, in his words, on negotiations carried out over the months in good faith. He's promising to push forward with this arena proposal. Well, now to the U.S. Supreme Court, where the justices have declined to take up a legal challenge to the admissions policy at Fairfax County's prestigious Thomas Jefferson High School. The Magnet School is considered one of the best in the country. Changes in the policy allowed more black and Hispanic students to get in and significantly decreased enrollment by Asian American students. That's when a group of local parents sued. Let's get the rest of the story from WTOP's Mike Marillo. The Supreme Court justices made a mistake today. Asra Nomani is among the parents who challenged the admissions process changes made back in 2020, claiming Fairfax County Public Schools doing away with a standardized test and giving more weight to students from low-income families, among other changes, discriminated against Asian-American students. In the three-year court battle, one federal judge agreed with the parents, but an appeals court after did not. And now the Supreme Court won't weigh in. This decision is sending the entirely wrong message. It's saying... That merit doesn't matter. The school system has long said the changes were constitutional and in the best interest of all students. And in a statement, school board chair Carl Frisch reiterated that and says now more students have a fair shot at attending the exceptional high school. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Maryland Governor Wes Moore has testified in support of measures aimed at making housing more affordable and protecting renters. These are a couple of the governor's top priorities this legislative session. The Democratic governor tells lawmakers the state is facing a true housing crisis, largely due to a lack of supply. He says that's holding back Maryland's economic growth, as well as making it more expensive to live in the state. He says the new measures would help spur construction and increase investment in low-income areas. In order to plug up a deficit of $750 million, Metro is depending on D.C., Maryland, and Virginia – But as of right now, Virginia's financial contribution to Metro appears to have stalled. Here's WTOP's Kate Ryan with that story. Virginia's $130 million contribution to Metro is included in the proposed House budget plan. And Clark Mercer, executive director of the Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments, sees that as a positive sign. The fact that it's in the House version is clearly a priority. But it's not included in the Senate's version. Yet Mercer isn't alarmed. From there, it's a series of negotiations. Mercer says worst case scenario, if any jurisdiction were to hold back on Metro funding, It could conceivably affect its neighbors' contributions, and everything would have to be readjusted. Along with Virginia, D.C., and Maryland are looking at additional funding to keep Metro operating without drastic cuts. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. In a statement tonight, the chair of Virginia's Senate Finance Committee, Democratic Senator L. Louise Lucas, says, I know how critical Metro is to the Virginia economy, and we will continue to work with them on a long-term plan. That's a quote. Coming up after traffic and weather, American Airlines charging you more to check a bag. New ways to tell whether that person you may be interested in on Tinder 
is a real person. Stay with us at 708. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, 66 westbound, heavy and slow from the Beltway to a point before Nutley Street. Two crashes. The first one reported to be on the right side, the second one on the left side, all before you get to Nutley on 66 west. Once beyond the second crash, you are good to go to Centerville and beyond. Eastbound to Falls Church, briefly slow. The earlier broken down car near Washington Boulevard is gone. 395 and 95 doing all right. And around the Beltway, only brief slowdowns here and there. Really not a whole lot left to speak about right now. You do slow mainly on the inner loop past Connecticut Avenue and up toward Georgia Avenue, but that is starting to ease up as well. 270 runs pretty well, as do both 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Not a lot happening on 50 out to the Bay Bridge, and uh, all is pretty quiet. Now, in the district, things are starting to ease up on 395, 695, and 295. WTOP Newsroom furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now. Enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Let's go next to Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Clear and cold overnight and with light winds, our temperatures will fall fast. There is a chance for some patchy frost around the area. Otherwise, tomorrow is just going to be another gorgeous day. Sunshine throughout the day and near 50 to 51 degrees. Now on Thursday, we'll start with our temperatures in the 20 to lower 30s, but the afternoon just under 60 degrees. I've got mostly cloudy skies, a few spotty showers, but the best chance of rain will be after 10 p.m., then wrapping up around 10 a.m. Friday morning. I'm looking for a tenth to about a quarter of an inch of rain. So a nice Friday afternoon and evening. We'll also see temperatures just under 60 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. At the wharf in D.C., 43 degrees, Oxon Hill 42, and Sterling 42. Down into the 30s overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. 710 here on WTOP. It's money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. As we go to Jeff Claybaugh. Discover financial stock jumped as much as 18% Tuesday after Capital One's proposed $35 billion acquisition. American Airlines has raised checked bag fees. $35 for the first bag, 40 if you wait to check in at the airport. Tinder is upping identity protocols because artificial intelligence is making it hard to tell who's real. The Dow lost 64 points Tuesday. The Nasdaq fell 145. That was 1%. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Asia-Pacific markets getting started on the lower side. Australia's ASX 200 is down half a percent. Coming up on WTOP, it's time to clean up outer space. It's badly cluttered with space junk. We'll talk to Texas-based ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan about a new Japanese effort to wrangle some of that space junk. And while the satellite may be launched by Japan, it's working with NASA and other nations around the world. Stay with us for more on WTOP. With Wendy's Breakfast, two for $3 Biggie Bundles, you can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in the combo. Single item at regular price. Hi, I'm Patricia Farrick, president of FVC Bank. With me today is Kimberly Wolf, president and CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities of Greater Washington, D.C. FVC Bank is proud to support the critical mission of Ronald McDonald House Charities of Greater Washington, D.C. I invite listeners to donate and get involved. We value FVC Bank as a trusted financial partner. And take it from me, folks, you can too. Visit FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. 
Hi, I'm Jill Ott, and for over 20 years, I've been bringing all my pets to Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital. What I love most about Rocky Gorge is the care, concern, and compassion they show. Whether you are in need of emergency animal care, an extended stay for your pet, or a new vet you can depend on, I can't recommend Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital enough. From everyone at Rocky Gorge, thank you for trusting your pet's care to us. And don't forget, we're here for you and your pets 24-7, 365 days a year. And we'll never forget, nothing warms the heart like a cold nose. Coming up later this half hour, the next time you go to Hawaii, do you have to save up a little extra for a tourist tax? We'll explain on WTOP. Stay with us for your whole drive. Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. It's 714 and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thank you for being here tonight. It's getting crowded in outer space. The space junk is piling up. Tonight, we discuss potential solutions with ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. He joined us a bit earlier on Skype. Well, it's bad and it's getting worse, Dimitri. From about 1960 until around 2012, the number of satellites and other things being put into space stayed fairly constant. But since 2019, the number of pieces of junk in space has risen by about 76 percent just since 2019 to around 44,000 objects. Now, about 25,000 of these man-made pieces of junk are about the size of a softball, and they're hurtling through space in orbit, and they eventually do come back, and they burn up in the upper atmosphere. But we're putting so much stuff up there at this point, gravity can't keep up. We're putting more stuff up there than is coming down, and that can be a problem for space travel, Dimitri. How are we going to clean this up? Well, there was an experiment. It was launched on Sunday. A small Japanese satellite has been sent up, and it is going to rendezvous with an upper-stage rocket that was launched in 2009. Essentially, it's a big piece of space junk, a three-ton piece of space junk. This satellite will catch up with it. It's going to circle it. It's going to take pictures of it and test it to see about its tumble, its trajectory, to see exactly what this thing is doing. The goal is to learn as much about catching up with an object like that as possible about getting close to it, and then at some point, a future project will be to actually grab hold of that big upper-stage rocket and to push it down into a lower orbit that forces it to burn up in our atmosphere. That's what would happen to it naturally. We just want to see if we can get this done faster. That would be the model going forward for any wayward piece of junk or just to reduce the clutter overall? Yes. Uh, There are different theories, different ways of getting the same job done. One that I'm really intrigued with, it uh, deals with a, a test 
tether. Picture a race car, right? And it has a parachute that pops out to slow it down. Well, satellites in the future will have a long tail attached to them that's deployed only after the satellite has died. Essentially, it's done its job. Its batteries have died. The, the mission is finished, and now it's time for it to come home. In other words, to burn up in the atmosphere. So this long, like, kite tail will deploy. It will create extra drag. It will slow the thing down, drop it into a lower orbit, and eventually it'll burn up in the upper atmosphere. So that's kind of the goal here. One of the other missions that uh, that we're working on at this point. Whose jurisdiction is it up there? You know, so many different moon missions and, and other efforts. Nobody owns outer space or rules outer space. So is it a collective responsibility? It really is. It's a cooperative effort. It's kind of nice to see that the space agencies around the world, the Europeans, the Americans, the Japanese, the Indians, they're all working together on this kind of mission. The one that was launched on Sunday, for example, is a Japanese company. It launched from New Zealand, and it's working carefully with NASA and other agencies to track the debris to finish this mission. But also, I mean, they all work together to keep track of that stuff that's floating around up there. Since 1999, the International Space Station has had to change course, at least slightly, about 30 times to avoid potential conflict with space junk. That's ABC News space correspondent Jim Ryan on Skype. Top stories we're working on this hour on WTOP. Two adults are charged with murder in the deadly shooting after Kansas City's Super Bowl celebration. What happened to a pair of teenagers in court today to face charges of killing a two-year-old boy in Langley Park? The U.S. Supreme Court leaves a controversial admission policy in place at a prestigious Fairfax County High School. Keep it here for full details on these stories and more. 718. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. We've got Bob Imler in the traffic center. On 66 eastbound on the Roosevelt Bridge, there's a minor crash in the right lane. No delay westbound, though. It is slow from the Beltway to a point before Nutley. A couple of crashes, one on the right, then one on the left. Just before you get to Nutley Street, after that, you pick up, headed westbound. 395, 95, each doing pretty well. And in Maryland, 270 northbound after Route 28, there's a crash on the right side of the roadway in the main lanes. So be alert for that. Things are starting to slow down up through Rockville on 270. Beltway Interloop still has some heavy pockets through Bethesda, getting to a point after Connecticut Avenue where the pace picks up. On 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, all is quiet both ways on each. Just brief volume delays here and there, nothing major, especially uh, on the BW Parkway northbound up through Greenbelt. You do slow down a bit. 50 to the Bay Bridge, that is in great shape. Our country was founded by people who disagreed, but they still got the job done. We, too, can listen, ask questions, and stay curious. We can disagree better. A message from the National Governors Association. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Here's 7 News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Expect another gorgeous day on Wednesday, and temperatures will be warming for the end of the work week, but we are tracking the next weather maker. So cloud cover for your Thursday and Friday morning with some showers around the area. Now, overnight, temperatures under the mainly clear skies will be falling to the mid-20s to lower 30s. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies and near 50 to 51 degrees. Thursday morning, upper 20s to lower 30s across the area, so not quite as cold. And then cloud cover will be across the area with showers falling during the afternoon and evening, especially after 10 p.m. I've got the rain ending late Friday morning, nice Friday afternoon and evening, just under 60 degrees for the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Some parts of our area could be down to 25 overnight. Right now in Springfield, it's 42, Farragut Square 41 degrees, Laurel 38, the coldest suburbs in the mid-20s tonight. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. 
Coming up on WTOP, which part of our area is about to start spending money, more money, to help people with their mental health needs? A lot of children suffered during COVID and continue to struggle. It's 720. Stay with us on WTOP. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I have a serious heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM. Some symptoms include being short of breath, feeling tired, or having dizziness or chest pain. I still had symptoms on my beta blocker, so I asked my cardiologist about any treatment advances. It was a breakthrough for me. That's why I'm working with Bristol-Myers Squibb to raise awareness about HCM and to help others like me. Talk to your cardiologist today and visit hcmrealtalk.com for more information. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb. I'm Steve Cohn for Capital Caring Health. Here, every month, not just February, is Heart Month. Thanks to our dedicated primary care at home team, led by Dr. Heidi Young, we provide in-home advanced cardiac care, for those with heart failure, so that rush trips to emergency rooms aren't necessary. Our care team includes physicians, nurse practitioners, and a social worker. For the one in three adults who have heart disease, our care for them is covered by insurance or by us for the uninsured. To learn more, go to capitalcaring.org slash cardiac. Still ahead on WTOP, one of the airlines has decided to start charging more for check bags. And, of course, there are concerns and great interest here to see if other Carriers will match that. We'll tell you what we know so far tonight on WTOP. It's 721. United Bank has a long history of safe, sound, and secure banking practices, providing customers in our region peace of mind for decades. This commitment earned United Bank the title of most trustworthy bank in America by Newsweek this year. With a responsive team, local decision-making, and personal service, United Bank is proud to be the community bank of the nation's capital and the most trustworthy bank in America. To learn more, visit bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's nothing that brings out our emotions like winter weather. I love when the trees are glistening, covered in ice. I love making snow angels. I love when it's over. I want it to be over. Even if you're not a fan of the ice and snow, you'll feel better prepared with WTOP's weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We're here for you all winter. The temperatures are really going to drop today. WTOP News. Facts matter. 722. We're glad you're with us tonight. New mental health care help for Maryland kids and their families, who along with the rest of the country were badly hurt by the pandemic. About $111 million will start being handed out this year to provide a variety of health care services as part of the blueprint for Maryland's future education reform plan. Maryland Matters reports that programs start this spring. The goal is to beef up counseling, early intervention, and parent encouragement programs in all of Maryland's school systems. Are you thinking of switching up your career this still young 2024? Well, here are some top-paying jobs in the country and around here. Doctors and surgeons make up nearly every spot on the Bureau of Labor Statistics list of highest-paying occupations, including oral surgeons, radiologists, and dermatologists. In the D.C. metro area, including parts of West Virginia, the top-earning jobs are also in medicine, specifically cardiology and dermatology. Both those careers make more than $400,000 a year on average. Lawyers also do pretty well in D.C., making an average of about $226,000 a year. In fact, lawyers in D.C. have the highest salaries on average compared to the rest of the country. And D.C. also has the highest concentration of lawyers. The data comes from 2022 and was published in 2023. Shana Stulen, WTOP.